Hello, everybody. On today's episode, we have a few very interesting stories for you. As usual. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, of course, as usual. So thank you for tuning in. You are listening to The Daily Thread. want to start out by giving a big thank you to today's sponsor, the Weitzner Kollel from Chicago. They are running a charity campaign, and they need your help. Uh, the Weitzner Kollel, which has the Varmkeit, a real a real Kollel in Chicago, which services the entire community, whether you're Sephardi, Hasidish, Litvish. Um, the, the Rav, the Rebbe, brings a, a tremendous amount of Varmkeit to the whole community. So we urge our followers, we urge our listeners to go ahead to charity.com slash the Kolel. That's charity.com slash the Kolel. Or hit the link in the description in the show notes and just give a few bucks. Give a hundred bucks. Give whatever you can to this Kolel who's running a charity campaign right now. That'd be nice. The first yeah. story. Yeah. Do you know what do you know what Varmkite is? I think it means warm. Yeah, who told you that? Who gave you who gave you that word? <laughs> I, I had uh, I had training. I had training. Varmkite. Did you write it out uh, phonetically, or you just someone just told you to use the word varmkite? I I know what varmkite is, Abba. Okay, I'm. In, how do you know what you don't know what varmkite is? Come on, you don't know what hecher is. You know, um, you know what hecher is. Now I do. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm 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 down here in Florida, as you know, and as the viewers and the listeners know, where it's very warm, so we have a lot of varmkite down here, also. Yeah. I, I like to say about I like to say about Florida that it's really full of warm Jews, so uh, that's a very positive uh, thing. And I, I think you you're, you'll notice that it's not so noisy today because we discovered that on Monday they're they're mowing all the lawns and blowing away the dirt in the driveways, and working on the lake in the back. And it's just a very noisy group, and they collect the garbage on Monday, so it's, <laughs> it's quiet. It's quieter today. Very exciting. So the first story I want to get to today um, happened late last night. A van with 12 Lubavitch Yeshiva Bachram 12, over in t- 12 mm-hmm. Bachram overturned into a deep ditch on Monday night, and one Bachar was seriously injured. Uh, mm-hmm. The story here is via Yeshiva. The Bachram from Yeshiva's Chayole based David in, in the Poconos, Pennsylvania, were returning for a trip to the Rebbe's Caver in New York. The accident occurred at around 9.30 p.m. The Bachram were evacuated via helicopters to local hospitals. One Bachar was seriously injured. <laughs> And is in need of tefillas. Uh, wow. The rest of the Bachrim were injured in, in varying degrees. Uh, so everyone can please daven specifically for Schneir Zalman Hakoyin ben Elisheva. That's Schneir Zalman Hakoyin ben Elisheva. He is the Bachrim who is seriously hurt. And we'll have the other names for the Bachrim in the description that you can daven for. Uh, it's, 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 it looked like they were, it looked like it was a U haul. I don't know exactly what, what, no, it looked like there's a picture of the Rebbe on the truck. On the van, I don't know. It's it's a terrible accident, and uh, we hope that everyone yeah, is okay. Yeah, have a foot slam. Hopefully, uh, I don't know what his injuries are, but hopefully, um, he could uh, have a, a full foot slam of a curve. The next story I have is about the Israeli rescue team mm-hmm. evacuated from Turkey on Miriam mm-hmm. Adelson's plane amid mm-hmm. a concrete. An immediate threat. You heard about that? Uh, yeah, I read about that uh, yesterday. Uh, there was a terrorist threat against uh, against uh, Turkey, and, and you should know uh, not against Turkey, against the Israeli team, the Magen David Adom, and the other rescue squad that goes to practically every country in the world where there's a, a major event like this. By the way, I also read yesterday that Israel offered to go into Syria to help to rescue people. 
and the Syrian government turned them down. Could could you imagine like could you imagine that an Israeli team is in Turkey trying to rescue people and pull bodies, which they have out of the rubble, and there's a terrorist threat against them? That's wild. Listen, you know uh, that's terrorism. Uh, terrorism is a is is a wild is a wild crazy thing. Uh, those uh, people that uh, like the people that send the terrorists to do their attacking. They don't get involved in terrorism. They stay in. They live in safe places. Like the people that don't get their hands dirty uh, for Hamas do live in Turkey. By the way, you should know. And they right. used to live. They used to live in Kuwait, and they used to live in, in Qatar or Qatar, depending on going back to that. Uh, yeah, you know. But this this story is the prime example of the the Arabs caring more about dead Israelis than their own people alive. You know, more than 500 Israelis have traveled to Turkey to aid in this rescue. And the IDF says that it's rescued 19 people from the rubble and they provided care for 180 more. So you're going to, now they have to leave though. Like now they just were flown out on, you know, Thank you, Miriam Adelson, for, for lending your jet. But now they are flown out. So who, who knows how many more lives they could have maybe saved? Yeah, or Well, the, the, the Arab leadership doesn't care about the Arab people. I think in all our conversations here and, and elsewhere, I'm sure the conversations similar to this have established that. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate. It's also just extremely strange. And it's probably also something you're not going to see in, in the mainstream headlines. Uh, you're, you're not well, going to see that. Actually, you know, what other countries sent rescue teams to uh, to Turkey? Um, I, I didn't hear of one. I don't know. Did you? Did you? Hear no, of there one? are other countries. Yeah, other countries yeah. sent. Uh, who else, who uh, else sent that kind of group of people with that kind of equipment, with that kind of expertise? So I, mean, I think yeah. I, I think Azerbaijan sent the most and Israel, uh, which is the smallest country of all the countries that sent rescue teams, um, sent the second the most amount of people to aid in this rescue. Um but honestly, if you turn on the news nowadays, the only thing you'll probably see is about UFOs. Like, what's going on with that? There's just like a bunch of stuff lying up there. Um, I don't know. I don't know too much about that. Uh, I think it was mostly balloons. It could be, uh, listen, the atmosphere, uh, the stratosphere, whatever it's called up there. Uh, the world is very vast. You know, the scientists have established that there's more than a billion, a billion planets in the universe. You know what that is? A billion? A billion yeah. planets, and it's it, it's it's God's world. It's not just God's earth. The the, the earth is like a ping pong ball in the universe. And do uh, you do you believe in aliens? Um, do I believe in aliens? I haven't thought about it too much. Uh, I know some people down here that act like aliens, but um, but uh, genuine aliens that they're talking about on the news, I don't think so. I think it's a, a ridiculous distraction. You know, we we said. Spaceships uh, to Mars landed on Mars. We sent to the moon. We sent men to the moon, and there, there's no sign of any kind of life that um, exists similar to what uh, God gave us here uh, on Earth. Um, well, I'm really, I'm really curious, like if there's ever going to be life on a different planet, like if there'll ever be, uh, you know, a Pesach hotel in Mars or or something in like Jupiter. You know? Well, listen. You know, this is uh, we're in the year five thousand eight hundred and what eighty two uh, since uh, creation, since God decided to create this world, and God is infinite. There's no beginning and no end to godliness. So He may have had worlds before this one that uh, we uh, don't don't know about. 
some some uh, commentators that do suggest that there were worlds that existed before this one, and they just weren't to his liking, so they were destroyed. And uh, hopefully, he likes us more than the other worlds. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, very strange. I don't know. Thinking about like these out of nowhere. Now they're talking about spy balloons and. And like four in one week are being shot down. Like this never had. I, I don't. I don't know this ever. I never heard about this before. Well, I really didn't either. But the Chinese uh, say that the America also sends up uh, spying uh, vehicles uh, over China. So um, you know, this was spotted over Montana by a, a pilot of a private plane originally, and uh, yeah. that's how that's how the whole thing became tumbling down, so to speak. You know, no pun intended, but. Um, you know, if if it gets if it get interferes with uh, civilian air traffic, it becomes dangerous. I don't know what's going on sixty thousand feet up in the air. You know, planes generally yeah. don't fly more than thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight thousand feet. You know, I I watched a short documentary the other day about the Concorde. Um, the Concorde, for those who are Gen Z why? or maybe even why I don't know, it just showed up in my feed, so I okay. watched it and it it was. <laughs> It was I, – I happened to be growing up. I remember uh, 8 a.m. Our house would shake. Like we – you know, our house is not too far from JFK. Um, our house would shake and you'd look up and the Concorde would be flying by. Well, first of all, it was about 9 a.m. and uh, the, the, whole, the whole house wouldn't shake. The windows would shake a little bit for a few seconds. And we do live about um, I would say less than 30 seconds from the – Time the plane passes over our house until it touches down the house, on the runway. The house, the house would shake, and maybe, maybe your room shook. I think so, and and like you know, so the Concorde for those who aren't familiar was able to travel at was able to travel at almost twice the speed as a regular seven forty seven, for example, that has four four engines, and and to be honest, it also. It also is able to fly at sixty thousand feet, fifty-five thousand feet in the air. So they were like literally in in dark blue skies, almost touching, you know, where you could see space. And the Concorde was uh, it was a partnership between France and and Britain on this this creation, and it was all going well until uh, one day the Concorde was bustling down the runway, and it hit a little bit of a yeah, it hit it hit like a, a piece of rubber on the runway. The right. rubber hit the fuselage. The plane took off, but it engulfed in flames. It crashed and it killed everybody on board. I believe that was the last flight that the Concorde had taken. And uh, I, I think the Concorde was an invention that you you'd think we'd have nowadays to be able to you know fly from New York to London in four hours, five hours, which you know generally now takes probably seven, eight hours. Yeah, I don't so, know. I don't know why they stopped uh, developing. Uh commercial air traffic uh that could speed like that but uh well i heard it was very expensive i think the average ticket to fly in the concord was nine thousand dollars so and that was back then i think it was ridiculously expensive to fly in the concord that's a lot of points that's a lot of points i don't know how we got people people only fly like that on points so so you gotta have 900 million points to fly to uh st louis yeah, I don't know exactly how we got to the Concorde. Oh no, because the Concorde used to fly very high up in the air, like fifty-five thousand feet. Yeah, um, like significant. Like that's almost fifteen, twenty thousand feet higher than any airliner would fly. If they didn't see anything up there, you know, I, I think it's safe to assume that we're pretty good up there. I don't know. 
I think this is these this is one of these stories that about uh, I don't know ten two ten days two weeks from now you're gonna think remember when we were talking about balloons in space what whatever happened yeah. to that this is going it's going away very very fast because it's I w- yeah we we never we never got to discuss the Super Bowl happens to be oh the Super Bowl when was that that was last week oh that was Sunday yeah. uh, that that, yeah. that was that was a lot of hype um, did you watch the the game the whole game. Yeah, it was an it was an incredible game. Like high that scoring, was probably, high scoring game, high scoring game. No defense, uh, no defense. Um, it was really, really incredible. I mean, very, very, back very and forth, few, uh, very few penalties. Almost no two penalties I remember in the whole game. You know, yeah. an off an offside penalty, and then towards the end of the game, a holding penalty. Okay? Yeah, I don't, well, I, I don't usually memorize penalties, but I happened to notice that there was very uh, few penalties. And by the way, Once the yeah. news, newscasters, the sportscasters, were making a big hype about uh, the fact that there's two black quarterbacks for the first time starting in the Super Bowl. And by the way, I also did some checking into it. So far in the history of the Super Bowl, there's been eight African American uh, quarterbacks that started Super Bowl games. So I don't know what the hype was all about. The fact that- the hype the hype was about is that there's two. African American quarterbacks you know, playing on, versus man. each other. It's a form, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a backwards form of racism to have to even mention that they're good quarterbacks. They have. I think it's crazy. I think it's, I think it's crazy to mention as well. I don't know why a skin color makes a difference when we're talking a, about the Super Bowl. It's a form. It's a form of racism. I got one guy from ESPN, Chris Berman. He even said at the end of the game, I heard, I read about this yesterday. He said that isn't it unbelievable that we had two black quarterbacks the day before Lincoln's birthday. Why is that incredible? Oh, because Abraham Lincoln's freed the slaves from slavery. So okay, like so, I, I, like why are we? I think that again, these are these are extremely racist uh, <laughs> remarks. And, that's why. That's why. That's why I'm 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 bringing it up because they're absurd. It's absolutely absurd for people to think like that. And and I think talking about uh, uh, aliens, the only aliens, you know, the, the Biden administration is trying to distract us. From the illegal aliens at the Mexican border, so they're talking about aliens floating around on balloons in space. So, uh, good I mean, joke. No, it's not a joke. I'm very serious about that, actually. So that that might be uh, the case. And not only that, you know, we were talking about the fact that um, not to change the subject, but Nikki Haley, our former ambassador to the United Nations, announced today that she's uh, running for president of the United States. You know, to run for president, you gotta you gotta raise at least a billion dollars these days. Really? Yeah, you they, you gotta spend a billion dollars to have run an effective uh, uh, campaign for for president uh, of the United so, States. But she doesn't get elected. Maybe like High Lifeline could hire her for fundraising because that's incredible. Well, I don't know. I don't know. First of all, she'll um, should really it'll be a stark. It'll be a stark because America never had a woman president. So since we're talking about starting the Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks, I guess we could shift over to having the first female president of the United States. Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk um, about the potential of maybe Michelle Obama throwing her hat into the ring, and no, I think the no, only that's threat. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I personally, I personally think the only threat to the Republican nomination is Michelle Obama run, running for the Democrats. Because no, no, no. She, that, whether you that, like that, it, whether. You, uh, whether you like it or not, Barack Obama was an extremely liked president by his people who voted for him. Um, and I think if she ran, and she was also a very well-liked first lady, 
I think she would get the votes. Why? Because she was uh, Barack Obama's wife. That's how they know her. She has no political background. She has no political experience. Why don't they run Hunter Biden? Everybody heard of him. Well, neither you did know? Donald Trump. He had, Donald Trump had no political experience as well when he, when he that, was elected. Uh, I'm just saying, if, if Joe Biden got over 80 million votes to become president, I think Michelle Obama will get as well. Well, that's a different conversation. Uh, I don't want to start indulging any conspiracy theories. But it's highly unlikely that I think when you say that, that I think Biden that you are got over eighty million, eighty million votes. That Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama, and much and, and, and eight million more votes than Donald Trump got in twenty sixteen. You know, let's not go. Let's not go there. It's uh, it's 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 very it's very suspicious. Let's uh, let's leave it at that. Yeah, um, well, I'm sure another, I'm sure you'll get a lot of letters from people that agree with me. Maybe. I think we'll also uh, say it's very nice for Nikki Haley to run, uh, but it's, I don't think it's going to get too far. Uh, well, I think that I think that uh, I, I, was, I was telling him this morning that I think uh, she may be working with Donald Trump, actually. You know, if she if she, if she if she runs a legitimate campaign and she runs a primary and Trump's in the primaries, she will take away votes from DeSantis. And that could that could uh, a, a Nikki Haley. Uh, candidacy could uh, push the uh, primaries in the direction of Donald Trump. Okay, and you think uh, she that, would, you think she uh, would be his running mate? And then if Trump gets the nomination, then she would be the running mate. And Trump can only have one more term because he already had one term. So he can only he can only run for uh, he can only run serve for four more years. You know, and she's a young woman. She's old. I think she's fifty or fifty-one years old. Which is uh, young by today's standards for our presidents of late, anyway. Uh, so, I mean, that's just uh, talk, since we're talking about conspiracy theories, I figured I would contribute uh, that to the uh, to the conversation. Thank you for that. Uh, the other day, a crazed driver in a U-Haul truck hit multiple pedestrians, uh, and he injured eight people. So, this happened uh, in Brooklyn or New York City. Uh, the truck sped through the Bay Ridge neighborhood of Brooklyn before police stopped it more than three miles away the entrance to the tunnel leading from Brooklyn to Manhattan. Uh, Brooklyn to Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. The driver was arrested. The police didn't identify him, but his son identified him as Wang Soar, and the Associated Press said he had a mental illness history. Oh, well, really? Of course, yeah. yeah. I, I could have told you that yesterday, that he had a history of mental illness. Did he have a driver's license? I how, do you know. rent, how, how do you get a hold of me? How do you rent a U-Haul, man? You know what you have to put I, down? I think Wait, it's very easy to rent a U-Haul. No, I go. I rent. I rent from Enterprise down here in Florida. They they got to see all your ID. You got to have a valid credit card. You got to have a, a, a good uh, driver's license. You have to have ID. You have to be a certain age. And uh, this guy comes right out of a mental institution, goes into U-Haul and rents a rents a van and drives it down the street uh, into the battery tunnel. <laughs> As long as the check clears, I think you could rent a U-Haul. Honestly, yeah, no, I think that's. I don't think I don't think they take checks. I think you have to pay by credit card. They don't take cash either. Only credit cards. They want to know who by you the are. Way, this guy, this guy had a credit I've card. See, I've, I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that lately. I go into places. I try to pay cash, and they don't take cash. Well, I remember the early days, for example, of JetBlue. They used to sell you a pair of headphones so you could watch TV screen on the plane. For five dollars, and they only really? take they would only take cash. By the way, uh, but then JetBlue management discovered that none of the cash was making it back to the office. So that's, huh. that's 
That's when they decided you're not saving any more cash. I had the money yeah. got lost somehow. Never made it back to the home office in Queens. Anyway, so that's when they decided they only now they give them out for free. But when they were selling headsets or earphones uh, on the planes, they you had so now it's free on Delta. It's free, and I think on JetBlue maybe you got to pay two dollars. I don't know, but you only could pay by credit card. They walk around like Mishalachim and Shul with a credit card machine. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where I was. That like I was trying to buy something, they they wouldn't take cash, and I thought like that's so no, weird. Like, Nahi, you know, it's it's like it's like giving tzedakah in shul when you go to shul in the morning. Okay, yeah, guys come around. They're not carrying a credit card machine. Most likely, you're gonna give them a dollar or two if you're very, or if you're really really generous, you'll give them five dollars. Now, a guy that walks around with a portable credit card machine, with a wireless credit card machine, you're not giving him a dollar. He wants you to give no. him. Eighteen dollars, twenty-five dollars, fifty, a hundred. He's a serious guy walking around with a credit card machine, right? That's a serious investment. Yeah. You would probably be embarrassed to give a guy, uh, you know, uh, that collects docker in the morning in shul one dollar on the credit card, wouldn't you? Um, I don't think anybody should ever be embarrassed to give any amount of docker, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Did you ever give anybody docker uh, in shul on a credit card who's walking around with a portable credit card machine? Of course, not not one dollar. <laughs> no, but so but you see, so if you invest in a credit card account in a credit card machine, you're automatically going to be able to raise more money than if you're walking around with a fistful of uh, of, of single dollars or five dollar bills or ten dollar bills. I hear the psychology. To be honest, I don't know. I think first of all, I think it's a very old school type of thing to walk around with cash. I think people, Abba, in your generation, walk around with thousands of dollars of cash on them, whereas people. In my people, people in your generation come to my house to ask me if I have any cash. I understand. Well, I don't. I don't carry around cash. I don't well, carry around cash. But listen, but you do need cash sometimes. When? I don't know. You, you, I, I can't. I can't give you a list right now. But you think you never need cash? <laughs> what if you go into a place that doesn't take credit cards? So it happens yeah. to me. I went into I went into Amazing Savings a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and I I I only had Apple Pay. They don't take Apple Pay. Yeah, um, okay. I had I had I had a checkbook. They don't take checks. Okay. I had I had an American Express card. They don't take American Express. I said, okay, oh, I'm sorry. So you left. Three so you left. Yeah. Wasn't that inconvenient? Extremely. What, what, what happens if you will be walking around with a hundred dollars in cash in your pocket? What what, what where's the uh, Where's the offense? Who who would you be hurting? I'm just I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I don't think, and we, and we could get the feedback from the people. I don't think the people uh, 25, 28, 30 and below walk around with wads on cash. And I think again, if somebody has money, uh, then sixty and above, they're walking around with at least at least five hundred dollars well, cash. The only advantage of doing things the way you do it is that you can wear the same pants on Shabbos that you are on Friday. Because you don't, have, you, don't, you don't have to worry. You may have your credit cards in your pocket, but you're not going to have any cash in your pocket. To be honest, I don't even walk around with credit cards. I do everything with Apple Pay. Which is on your phone, right? It's the most incredible thing in the world. You just like tap and scan. Yeah, well, they do the same thing with credit cards today, too. I have Apple Pay on my phone. I, I use it sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's our episode for today. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to The Daily Thread. Hopefully it's just good news this week. You know, we don't want to say any more stories that uh, include terrorism. Only good things to happen, God willing. We much rather talk about cash in our pocket and amazing savings not taking my money than something bad happening. 
or balloons flying or, around, or balloons flying around, or, 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 or Michelle or Michelle Obama running for president. You know, that's pretty that's pretty scary. Fantasy type of things that uh, yeah. have no have no grounding in reality. Okay. I'll take that. Anyways, thank you for listening to the third. Make sure to hit the link in the description and go ahead and donate to the Weitzner Koilel. The Weitzner Koilel, because it has the Varmkite. Um, right. I think what what you should donate is the Gematria Varmkite. If you know the Gematria Varmkite, then give a donation to the Gematria Varmkite. Ah, but what's the Gematria Varmkite? I don't know. You got How do you spell it? Give me how, tell me how to spell it. I'll tell you what the Gematria is. That's v- your homework. A- you, you tell me tomorrow. V- no, you, you, have to, you have to spell it in Yiddish. I don't. I don't. I don't even know. Okay, so you'll, we'll figure it out for tomorrow. We'll come up with a te- with total by tomorrow. Uh, I hope. Alrighty. Okay, okay. everyone, have, have a great day. day. See you tomorrow.